Welcome to the Indie Brand Builder Podcast, where successful entrepreneurs and industry experts get real about what it takes to build a seven-figure product brand with your host, Jeremy Robinson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Indie Brand Builder, where creative entrepreneurs and product designers are building successful, purpose-driven businesses so that they can accomplish their financial dreams while making a difference in the world. Be sure to check out IndieBrandBuilder.com and subscribe for updates. All right. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to grow your global distribution channel. If you want to quickly ramp up your sales and generate extra cash flow to finance your next production run, then it's definitely time to look at ways to grow your global distribution channel. Now, Finding distributors for your products in foreign territories may seem like an overwhelming prospect if you've never done it before, but it is absolutely possible. Uh, In fact, Soyoung now has distribution in eight territories, including Mexico, Australia, the Netherlands, and Korea, with uh, a number of others in the works. So in this episode, I'm going to cover the pros and cons of distribution and outline some of the best ways to find distributors in foreign markets. So distribution essentially means granting the rights to sell your products in a specific region to another business entity or could be an individual. And this is typically done to cover a part of the world in which you've got a limited presence or you lack the internal resources or even just the knowledge to cover that region. So in essence, you're outsourcing the management of your brand in that region to a third party who's going to handle all the sales the fulfillment and the management of customers in a defined area for usually a defined period of time. Let's talk about some of the positive aspects of distributing products. These tend to be large bulk purchases that can instantly add pretty substantial sum to your bottom line and to your revenues. And they also tend to be repeat purchases. So this is a relationship you're growing over time. And since the distributor typically has more skin in the game than a retailer, they're going to be more invested in growing your sales in that territory. And this will lead over time to predictable increases in sales if they're actually doing a good job. Another advantage of distribution in foreign markets is it gives you access to those markets with relatively little upfront investment. Typically, the distributor in the region is actually assuming all the risk for launching and selling the product in that territory. And this allows you to increase your overall brand presence while outsourcing most of the work involved. So while the agreements may be exclusive to that area, a distribution contract is also going to typically include a clause that will allow you to end the agreement with a certain amount of notice and or at the end of a certain period of time. Now, you can continue to maintain the relationship indefinitely if it's going well, uh, but if you do plan to eventually take over ownership of the region yourself, you're going to have already established a really nice brand presence there, which can be a foundation for further growth. And finally, one of the other big advantages of distribution agreements is they provide you with increased buying power and cash flow. So unlike a wholesale relationship, a distributor is going to typically purchase your products in bulk and have them shipped directly from your factory or manufacturing facility. Usually a distributor will pay you a deposit towards an upcoming production run that you can then take to the factory to help finance your production. 
And with the net new sales that the distributor is projecting, you'll also be able to increase your minimum orders, which may increase your buying power and negotiating power with your factory. It could lower your manufacturing costs or it could even just simply make the idea of a manufacturing run possible if that factory happens to have minimums that you're struggling to meet. So let's talk about some of the challenges that you might face when you do start thinking about distributing your products. So first of all, it's tempting to view distributors as a low maintenance sales channel because they're ostensibly taking ownership of the brand in that region. But this may not always be the case. In fact, all relationships are going to require some level of administration and management. And distributors may, you may find that distributors constantly haggling you for better pricing once they get some traction, or they may have, you know, some specific issues that you didn't anticipate that are specific to that region you've never really dealt with before and it'll take you time to figure out and manage those issues. Also, you know, if the distributor turns out that they're not really working out that well, you may be faced with the uncomfortable task of actually severing the relationship. So, um, so you know, we always you always hope that things are going to go well, but they don't always go as planned. Um, secondly, you know, distribution is a lower risk channel because you're taking those orders directly to your factory. So you're not having to store that product is essentially paid for upfront, but it's also a lower margin channel. So distributors are typically going to ask for a discount off of your wholesale price because they may be selling wholesale in their country. Um, and that can range from anywhere from 25 to 50% off of your wholesale price. So assuming you actually have the margins in the first place, you know, this is a price that most brands are willing to pay for a guaranteed sale. But when you're looking at your overall financial results, you may see a serious hit to your gross margins as a result of increased distribution sales. Um, finally, another challenge you may encounter with distribution is legal costs. Because of the size of the upfront investment that a distributor is making in your products and in building his own infrastructure to sell them, distribution agreements tend to require a higher level of legal rigor than a standard wholesale agreement. And also in entering foreign markets, you may be required to purchase trademarks and website domains in those regions, as well as actively defend those trademarks uh, if necessary when that comes up. Okay, so we've talked about the pros and cons of distribution. Um, so if you are thinking about moving ahead or at least exploring it, let's talk about some of the best ways to find foreign distributors. So one obvious way is trade shows. Many distributors attend trade shows looking for new products to represent in their home market. So if you're able to attend some of the leading international trade shows in your industry, you may find yourself being approached by foreign distributors interested in your product. And this is also a great opportunity to meet face to face with these people who you know, typically you wouldn't have that kind of access to because obviously they're they're living in a part of the world that will be very expensive to travel to. So if you are attending a trade show, you might want to do some research in advance um, and, and reach out to some distributors that you think might be a good fit. So that sort of brings me to step number two, which is web research. So another fine, another way, great way to find distributors is through online research. Look for complementary brands, maybe not direct competitors, because typically a, a distributor won't work with brands that are in direct competition at the same time. But you can 
research who they're working for in various regions. And if they're doing well, like they're a successful brand, uh, then they're going to typically attract a successful distributor in a foreign territory. You can just simply find the distributor's website. Most distributors will have a website and some of them will even sell products through their websites. You can reach out to them and see if there may be a fit. And again, you know, maybe you'll end up attending the same trade show, but it's not necessary to meet in person. We have distributors that we're working with that we've never met in person and we just have, you know, a Skype relationship with them. Um, so yeah, web research is um, in some ways the best way to get the lay of the land and figure out who might be a good fit for you. Uh, another way to do research is to talk to retailers. If there is a retailer, um, a specific retailer in a target region that you feel would be a good fit for your products, you know, ask them who the best distributors are. Um, retailers are, of course, on the front line with consumers, and they're the ultimate decision makers, uh, whether they do stock products. So they're going to have experiences with other distributors in that region, and they're going to have a good idea of the landscape and which distributors are doing really well. And if possible, you might even consider securing just a single retailer in the region in advance of actually reaching out to a distributor. It's going to allow you to test the market and hopefully provide some extra incentive to distributors by proving that there's demand there. So maybe willing to even sort of sell the products at cost or, you know, not take a huge profit in the beginning, just, just to see and figure out if the market is actually going to work for you before you invest a whole lot of time and effort in finding a distributor. As you're attending more and more trade shows, you're going to get to know the lay of the land in your industry and perhaps you're going to make contacts with other brands in your space. So leverage those relationships, um, get some in industry knowledge and see who other people are having success with in terms of uh, distribution. That's certainly how we've met some some good distributors and we've also connected friends with distributors who aren't direct competitors of ours. Um, you're going to get some good contacts. You're going to get some great feedback on who's really working well for brands and who's not. And finally, distributors may find you. You know, So Young receives um, unsolicited distribution inquiries from people all over the world who've they've heard of the brand or they visited uh, trade shows or they visited our website. Uh, so you want to have a paragraph or a page that speaks to potential distributors, make it easy for them to reach out to you. And then also you'll want to have an internal process in place. You've kind of thought through the, what the process might be for vetting and uh, negotiating with distributors. Okay, finally, let me just quickly cover what we've found makes a good distributor. So what kind of qualities would you be looking for in a distributor that you're considering working with? Nothing trumps experience when it comes to distributors. You know, a new company may have lots of enthusiasm and gumption and you know, it may work out, but they may also be unrealistic about what it's going to take to launch a new brand in a new market, especially if they don't have contacts in place. So I'd strongly suggest looking for people with a track record to work with when entering a new market. And on that same theme, you want to look for distributors who can demonstrate that they have an established network in place to get you into retailers that can quickly establish your presence in a new market. And an established distributor is already going to have a network of retailers that they're working with and to whom they can sell your products along with the products that they're already representing. Another thing you want to look at is whether the distributor actually has experience in your specific 
category and they've dealt with complementary products. There's not really much value in working with a distributor who's going to be peddling products that compete with yours or maybe they're just in a completely different uh, category. So they may not have the context that they need to really sell your products to the right retailers. Finally, it's important to find a distributor who has a real passion for your product. So what kind of questions are they asking about your products? Um, do they, does it sound like they really get your brand? Do they believe in the brand vision? And to the point where, you know, they're going to weather the adversity and really see it through because it's not necessarily going to be easy to launch a completely unknown product in their market. So I hope that gives you enough to really start thinking about how distribution might benefit your brand and your products, as well as some initial steps you might take to just explore the idea of whether it's the right time for you to start distributing your products in other territories that you may not have access to today and really start generating some extra cash flow and get some extra leverage with your factories as you increase your minimum order sizes. So thanks for joining me. I'm Jeremy Robinson. For more insights on building a seven-figure product brand, including free downloadable training material, visit IndieBrandBuilder.com. 